All right, welcome to another episode of the Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm delighted to have Miguel and Baharli as our guests in this podcast. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. So in this episode, we will be discussing the word picturesque and its abstract connotation and meaning. In our case study, we will be looking at Nathaniel Willis' judgment on the landscape around Lake George. So let's talk about who was Nathaniel Willis. So Nathaniel Willis was a famous writer in the 19th century who worked with other famous writers at the time, such as Edgar Allan Poe and Henry Rodsworth Longfellow. Willis first started his literary journey while attending Yale College publishing poetry. Once Willis graduated, he worked for a weekly newspaper called the New York Mirror, and Willis started his own publication in 1846 called the Home Journal, which he renamed to Town and Country. The following is a quote written by Willis in the the 1840s about the surrounding area of Lake George. The mountains on the shore of this exquisite lake consist of two great ranges. Both these ranges alternately approach the lake so as to contribute a considerable part of its shores and recede from it again from to the distance sometimes of two or three miles. The summits of these mountains are of almost every figure from the arch to the bold bluff sharp cone. There is every variety of chasm, crag, promontory and peak, which a painter would require for the noblest composition of mountain scenery. So, Miguel, let me ask you, what do you think about the quote? What do you think Willis is trying to convey in this quote? Yeah, so I think, um, so the quote describes the mountains surrounding a beautiful lake, and I think it emphasizes um, diverse like characteristics um just like the the ranges the two great ranges that border the lake i think they're significant to the portion of the shores um and i think they create a sense of like depth and distance and i think the distance as like um like an interest interest to the the landscape as a whole and i think the various shapes that um the quote talks about is very diverse and very aesthetic. Um, let's see what else we wrote here. Um, that's literally it. Yeah, I agree. He talks about the landscape in a very like detailed way. Like he mm-hmm. talks about the chasm, the crags, the all the peaks, all the very, these very specific terms I used to describe the landscape and. I think the most important part would be the last couple of words where he says, what a painter would require for the noblest composition of a mountain scenery. I think that he kind of like says what must be in a landscape, like art, like these specific things must be in a landscape, like drawing or photograph or whatever to mm-hmm. be considered picturesque because that's what makes a landscape beautiful, right? Yeah, it's those little details. Right. That are just so important to 
so let's delve a little deeper into a uh, Lake George and its area in New York. Uh, Lake George is a long, narrow lake in the no northeastern part of New York. The lake is in the middle of both of the Hudson River and the St. Lawrence River. As said in the cold the surrounding area, has a plethora of mountains and it has like islands in the middle and it has several landforms such as Anthony's Nose, Deer's Leap, Peggy's Point, the Indian Kettles, and Roger Rock. Early Native Americans have called the lake Andia Tokorote, but James Fenimore Copper decided to call it the Hurricane because the original name was too difficult for him to pronounce. So the lake actually got its name, Lake George, after King George II. The lake had played a vital role in the French-Indian War. Both the French and the British built forts surrounding the lake. And in the later 19th and 20th centuries, the lake became a hotspot for, for artists and tourists since you can camp in the surrounding woods and also rent out some islands so you can reside or whatever. So more into the meat of our discussion today, but Harley, can I ask you what was the 18th through 19th centuries thoughts, their notions on the picturesque? Yes, so first quick definition of picturesque, it refers to the charm of discovering the landscape in its natural state. So there are some differences between the way it was understood and applied in the later 18th and 19th centuries. In the 18th centuries, the picturesque was often associated with a sense of nostalgia for its simpler, more natural way of life. It was seen as a way of escaping the artificiality and reconnecting to the beauty of the natural world. This was reflected to the design of gardens, parks, and other country estates. But in the 19th century, however, the picture began to take on a more romantic and emotional character. It was associated with a sense of wonder and a desire to capture and express in the sublime in the spiritual art and literature. Overall, despite this new movement, the pictures remain an important of influence on landscape gardening and architectural planning throughout the 19th century. So there are some differences between both of them, but even though of the differences, there are still like the natural state of the painting itself. Yeah, I really I totally agree because picturesque, it's usually frequently uh, associated with the nature and like landscape art. And the 19th century was like the golden age, I would say, like yeah. of landscape art that's been painting. Like European landscape artists, such as like John Baptiste or Paolo Annesi, they were at their like prime, they were in their element during the Romantic period where natural natural world played a vital role in their work. And mm -hmm. in the like later 18th, 19th century, the word picturesque kind of it kind of reflected, I would say, discovering landscape, like you said, in the natural state. And yeah, it kind of it kind of painted the 
world as more uplifting, as like something yeah. calming and like relaxing. Mm-hmm. So let's go a little find out what a landscape truly is. We're all here talking about what landscape are, but we don't really know like a good definition. So according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary, a landscape is a picture representing a view of a natural inland scenery. So in art, I would assume that like landscapes are a staple in every artist's repertoire if they like had an education. So I'm in painting, there's always paintings of landscape. There's always prints of landscape, photography and drawings about landscapes since they're like not easily available but more easily to interpret, to digest since they are so unique to specific regions of the world and landscape being a theme is kind of universal since as a child you would like draw a little house on the prairie with the sun in the corner and your mom put it on your fridge so landscape art is kind of like I said universal and it kind of projected a projected itself onto like popular media which really amplified its importance to picturesque the word picturesque so to say um so Miguel how are landscape art related to beauty what do you think about that so I think that landscape drawings um are related to beauty because they allow like artists to represent their perception of beauty so like they can use whatever colors they want whether shapes lines um textures maybe compositions to create like their way of saying like their visually pleasing uh sense of beauty because it's their own uh percept perception like that their own perception um they just have so much freedom to show um their uniqueness of beauty and because beauty is subjective right Mm -hmm. so every not every piece of artwork would be like considered beauty but to the artist it might you know i mean i would hope you know if an artist doesn't think their thing is beauty you know that's weird um yeah uh, listen, yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah i would say because landscape it's kind of you know a landscape art when you see it mm-hmm. so that allows artists to be more flexible in their execution in the art while having the viewers still know what it is yeah so i agree with that 100%. so barley can i ask you do you think landscape these works these specific landscape arts are can they be ugly or why would can they be ugly why can they be interpreted as ugly and are there even land ugly landscapes what do you think about that i don't think they are ugly landscapes i just think that they are all different in their own way they are like unique and then the artists like draw them 
a little differently, but I don't really think they are ugly in landscape. They are all different. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think they're really that. They could kind of be considered ugly. If anything, I think they can be considered kind of old. Don't you think? Kind of repeated yes, the same old. thing over, over and over again. But in the same sense, it allows people who haven't experienced experience a geographic location, they can experience it through like a picture and art. But to people who live in there, who have that scenic background in their backyard, they see it every day, it can be kind of boring, right? So now going into our case study, we will be more questioning the origin and the true meaning of the word picturesque. So in the earlier quote by what by Willis, he kind of described what would be considered picturesque. He said that the that a painter would acquire the noblest composition of mountain scenery after he listed these specific geographic details of a landscape. So he would, he kind of suggests that the beauty, the appeal in landscape art is in the landscape itself. So picturesque is thought to have been derived by the French word pittoresque, which means of suggesting a picture, which reflects our, the English definition of picturesque, which means resembling a picture or suggested a painted scene. So art and other writers, writers also thought that the word picturesque come, comes from the Italian word pittoresco, which means having to do with a painter. So is the beauty of a landscape art or a landscape drawing, landscape picture, whatever, is the beauty in that art the scene itself or is it more towards like the satisfaction that an artist has been able to translate the beautiful or the scenic landscape onto a canvas, onto a photograph, onto a paper, so to say. And so let me ask this question, this final question to you guys, to both of you guys. Do you think that landscape, landscape art, are they considered picturesque? And what, which definition of picturesque do you subscribe to? Um, I think that they do. I think landscapes can be considered picturesque because uh, they can exhibit like certain characteristics like variety, um, emotional engagement, composition. Is that with the emotional engagement, they to picture landscapes try to um, like evoke, I don't know, I don't know how to say that word, an emotional response from like the viewers. Right? So um they they want to like inspire a sense of like connection with the world and if whatever way that they interpret it is the way that they interpret it also variety such as like you know rocky formations um like peaks crags natural features like that 
um, can definitely be picturesque. And um, I think it just emphasizes the beauty of like natural scenery. So I think it can definitely be considered picturesque, 100%. So you would subscribe to the French der 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 derivation that it reflects like a picture, like a painted scene, right? Yes, a hundred percent. It definitely reflects, yeah. Mm -hmm. But Harley, what are your thoughts? Yes, I definitely agree with Nebo. I do think landscapes are considered pictures in the term of like the style, the design, how it emphasizes beauty and stuff. And then I think that it emphasizes pictures because it seeks the capture and it creates the beauty of its natural, natu natural in a way that evokes a sense of wonder and, ap and appreciation for the natural world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I agree that it it it's a way to kind of give back to the natural world by portraying it in such a beautiful manner. So I think we all collectively agreed that we subscribe or we favor the French derivation that picturesque is of suggesting a picture. But I kind of want to talk or talk a little bit more about how the Italian derivation, which means having to do with the painter, and I don't think that we should completely dismiss this definition since it kind of, I would say, kind of connects, kind of relates to the French derivation in that it get it evokes the same satisfaction as seeing this pretty landscape. It's kind of like admiring the work of an artist, being able to take that, take this geographic location onto a piece of art. And I think that's something that should be appreciated, should be honored. So that's why I don't think we should completely stray away from the other definition of picturesque. And landscape art has truly made its way onto pop culture and similar media because chances are when you search up art tutorial on YouTube or other platforms, a landscape artwork tutorial will almost always pop up. And obviously the influence that Bob Ross has had in the, I would say like the nineties or so to say, being him being televised, being televised, painting landscape artworks for hours a week have has obviously helped the spread of landscape art and kind of aided the appreciation, the worldwide appreciation of landscape art in a generation. So does anyone else have to add to landscapes? Yeah, uh landscapes and pop culture, like if you notice in like movies, the mountains, the forest, they always look like beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like, um, like that's experience from like the writers. So whoever's making the movie, and it's not even just in movies, it's like TV shows also. It could be in video games um, and in photography. You know, in pop culture, it's just, like landscape is so big 
in influencing those type of things because like they they can serve as like maybe a like a background story or it, it can contribute to like the what's the word like like the aesthetic i think mm -hmm. that's a good word yeah like uh, it's become a staple in all of yeah pop culture yeah so with that we conclude we, that was our conclude our closing remarks so thank you so much for having us thank you so much for joining us today miguel and baharli i truly appreciate it this concludes exploring art podcast please subscribe to exploring art podcast on itunes spotify soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much for listening please join us again soon and remember to stay curious